Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 163. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. This is Fallout. Between Jailbreak and Heartbreak, Imogen and Lily have their hands full following the events at Ten Times Prison. But once the job for Jim Rayner is all wrapped up, the UED ghost Neiman haunts Imogen's thoughts as much as Durian does Lily's. Note, this arc was recorded in the summer of 2020, and like many people, we did not have full control over our environments during lockdown. Please forgive the noise from the flatmate's TV. I scrubbed out as much of it as I could. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So this is the episode in which Lily, pilot scout, gets to actually do her wilderness scouting. Indeed. I think we left off. You had landed uh, capably, the ship, or was it a hard landing? It was capable. There was something about... Imogen was like, Durian was there, and Lily was like, Durian was where? And then that was where we got out. Yes, but the ship had landed. Imogen waited until the ship had landed before she relayed any bad news. Oh, okay. So I don't think the ship took any damage on that landing. Okay, I don't think so either. I mean, other than the, you know, the strain it was put through by having cables sneaked from Old Red into it and cloaking applied. That's right. That is right. We have like a full house of... Yes. Yeah. People that we got from... The prison. Does Lily remember that there was a a standoff with shotguns? No, from my perspective, it wasn't a standoff. She was in the back. Yeah, there was some punching from your perspective. Whereas I got shot with a shotgun and I also have a crit from from my cloaking shenanigans. Might want to take care of that at some point. Uh, You have rescued... Sally Adams, Lily's old Academy and Cerberus buddy. And she was re-socialized? By the Dominion. Yeah. Who hasn't been by the Dominion? I mean... I know, really. We also have Professor Von Heelhawken. Yep. Dr. Wright Honorable Stevenson. The second. Lady Belvedere of Stanley on Stroud. Yep. Madame Rosé. Those are all the ones that I have names for. We don't have Dr. Narud because Neiman has Dr. Narud. Yes, all those things are true. Yes, so your ship is down. You were fleeing like aerial, uh, like race uh, search vessels. Oh, right. We're officially criminals now. Yeah, you're like terrorists. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. New clean identity just ruined it a week later. You know, I'm get a new one, I guess. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are aerial search teams. You... Plopped down on the safest place you could find. We did do camouflage on the ship as well. Okay, so you feel like you're pretty safe from aerial search teams. And we had the cloaking turned on in order for them to not get a lock on us in the air. Right, but that only lasts so long you've totally taxed that system. Right, then we powered everything down once we landed. Yes. So if you want to get a sense of, like, what is the threat that you're facing in terms of search capabilities... Uh, that would be a knowledge Terran check. Two purples and two blacks. And I think we should work together on that. Oh, I have two ranks. 
Uh, you can also take a blue die from, like, you've got all these people who are perhaps somewhat familiar with Dominion Procedure. Success with two threats. Okay. You know you're relatively safe from the aerial search teams, as long as they don't bring any advanced sensor arrays. However, you're pretty sure, like, they'll be able to organize one of those by tomorrow morning and have it on location. So they may start searching with ground teams before them. Dominion teams of, like, marines and troopers who are dropped in to your location. Not from the prison itself, necessarily. I'm sorry, are you saying, when, like, that as of tomorrow morning, they will know where we are? Tomorrow morning, they'll be able to bring advanced sensors and much more easily be able to locate you, so you want to be gone by then. Um, how far out was Jimmy, did he say? No, he's, he's on another planet, essentially. I thought we were hunkering down to hide for a while. I thought that was why we cloaked ourselves when we fled. You cloaked so that they wouldn't shoot you out of the sky, and so you could get some safe territory. And so you've reached that safe territory. If you can find a way to, like, block those advanced sensors, then yes, you can probably hide for a while. But they will still be searching on the ground. It's going to take them a long time. That's more risk of if you encounter them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about these advanced sensors, so... It's like, if they had a science vessel, they'd have a much easier time of detecting your, your ship. Or if they had, like, an orbital uh, scanner sweep, which is something from the game, then they might be able to more easily search the locations. But those take time to bring online. Well, and so one of the reasons why we didn't go into space is just because we have too many people, so... You do have too many people as well. Maybe we do better in smaller groups. That's a possibility. I mean, they're not in the party. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) They're the people that the raiders were going to rescue, though. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like but, the political future of the sector. And yes, and that uh, Professor Von Hielaken has an excellent pipe. Again, you do not know where he got that from. Does he say anything profound with his pipe? Uh, I mean, he generally just has it, puffs at it. Uh, why don't we just get that uh, cloaking shield up again? There is no cloaking shield. There was a hacked together thing that burnt out. Well, can we unburn it? What, what, what fuels it? Imogen, like, holds up her arm. With, like, I would willingly give up my tobacco pipe if that will bring that cloaking shield up. If there's no other resource. Imogen's sleeve is scorched from where the glove immolated. I know a thing or two about technology. I'm pretty sure your pipe... Well, she snatches it from him. And examines it in case it's some sort of, uh, you know... Mobius reactor? Yeah, like, way to smuggle tech in or whatever. Give me a skullduggery check, then. Let's say three purples. She's scrounging for resources here, so... Yeah, yeah. Do we still have that holographic emitter? Yes. That actually might might be of assistance. Success with three advantages. Yes, his pipe actually does have a hidden compartment. It contains a little bit plug of tobacco, like a few credits stashed in there. And actually, you've determined that this pipe... Like, if you twisted it around the right way, you could get one shot off on it. Like a blowgun, but there is actual propellant, and you could use it to hurt somebody. Okay. Uh, But there's no fancy fuel in it. I hand it back to him. All right, Professor, you might want to keep your weapon at hand. Well, of course. Uh, I say, I don't suppose you have any extra rations on that ship or anything a little more serious, do you? They weren't feeding us very well. Is this a place where you can do hunting? Yes. Uh, you could try some like hunting, gathering, 
And like you do not have enough ration packs for this many people. All right, then Especially I. Especially you don't have snowball around. You're not keeping that many MREs around. Um, but I have candy because I always have that. It's true. Everybody gets one piece of candy. Yeah. Maybe I should go out and try to get something then. All right. Uh, I turn to the scientists or the political scientists. Oh, right. I turn towards the liberated people and ask if any of them have any sort of outdoor skills that they're wanting to help Willie dig up some grub. Sally, at least, maybe? Yes, Sally's willing to volunteer. And uh, the Lady Belvedere of Stanley on Trout uh, says that she often did equestrian uh, riding, but uh, surely it's not so different on foot. I was going to kill things. Well, that's fine. All right. If you want to eat, you got to kill, right? Yeah, so I'll go out. I'll take Sally and this lady and... Okay. I mean, I don't know if they have guns. They do not. Sally does, because I gave... She had my shotgun. Yes. You know what? I might as well take the frying pan laser. And Sally, she has a shotgun, so I give my pistol to Lady Belvedere. Oh. Oh. Can you shoot? Uh, not really, no. What were you going to use? Knife? I was going to look for things and point them out. Sharp eyes. <laughs> Lee actually laughs. <laughs> okay. All right, then I will frying pan laser. Maybe we'll cook it. Oh, fantastic. Actually, no, I don't. I mean, Lily probably knows with hunting game, you probably don't want to use something that's going to obliterate them, right? Yeah, not obliterate. If it's just a pile of ash left over, that's not super useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the frying pan laser is probably quieter. It is definitely quieter. What does the survival skill cover? That's going to cover, like, finding sufficient food for the day. Okay, let's just do that, and I'll try to do it as quietly as possible. Yeah, okay. Let's do a three purple survival, since you actually have a large group. Do I get any... Yes, you get a blue die. Okay. Mainly from Sally. Not from Lady Belvedere, who has sharp eyes from looking at things while she's on horses. I mean, she's trying to be helpful. Everything's much... Ugh, I feel taller when I'm on a horse. <laughs> you can see further. Two successes and a threat. You can take a strain. As a, at one point, you think you o maybe overhear a dropship flying over that might be dropping a ground search team. Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't have any visual contact. You don't have any further contacts. It's just a, a little bit of stress. Uh, you find some, some wild berries and uh, you bag a local giant insect. Uh, it's called a scantid. Okay. Think like a big scorpion, but they're actually relatively docile. So like no one would ride them, but... It's so, like a, okay. a delicious land lobster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exotic. High protein. Very, very nutritious. Excellent. Then I bring back my land lobster and berries. Yeah, you managed to drag that back. It's not too much trouble. Give me a stealth check. Two purples, just to make sure you're not interrupted on your way back. Uh, you can take a blue die on this from Sally as well. Five successes. No problem at all. You do not encounter any uh, Dominion search teams. You're going back. Imogen, you're trying to come up with some solution here? or I need to try to find out if there's any important information on this hollow projector thing before I start trying to cannibalize its use for our purposes. That is a very good point. I would like a mechanics check. Uh, let's make this average, actually. Can I use my toolkit? Yes, you can. Maybe there's any engineers on board? Uh, I don't want anybody to be exposed to Neiman-related information. Hmm. 
Fair enough. I have success with one advantage. Yes. You think there's a a lightly obscured message that is hidden in here, and it might have some transmitting capability. Like, there's some partner component to this that you don't have that maybe Darude or Neiman still has that could receive some limited information from this, if you specifically sent it. But it would be a one-way communication. All right. So this, I don't think there's any way I can use this device to help me locate Neiman. I don't think so, no. But I have Narud's manifestos and scribbled down things. Yes, you've got his his various manifestos. And yes, there is a message in there as well that you could access with a computer's check. All right, well, that will have to wait until Lily gets back. Right. Just you have detected that, like, oh, there is a thing. Okay. Uh, did, did you say you had advantages? I had one advantage. You might be able to try using this to... Uh, like block those kind of sensors or otherwise assist in some way, but you're going to need a much bigger power source than you have or a much bigger supply of fuel than you have. Do you mean more fuel than a science vessel itself normally has? Yeah, if you want to power it like for a while so you can hole up, if you wanted to hunker down somewhere uh, and you did some crazy project a FACO hologram kind of thing with this, running that all the time at the scale that you would need would consume a lot of fuel, and so you'd need to collect. You would need, like, a lot of S-Bane or something. Do I feel like a hologram would trick sensors as opposed to just trick eyes? Right. Normally, no, but it depends on, like, how high quality it is. Like, clearly this hologram tricked the prison for a while. This hologram combined with a rat. Yes. I don't think we have any rats. I mean, I'm sure you can find some. I know. We take the rat and we put it in a wheel and we get it to run. We hook it to a Zerg heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, what's her name? Sonia? Sophia? Whatever my Zerg heart's name is, I don't think she's got more power than a science vessel does. No, definitely not. It's like you could use the generator on your science vessel, but you would burn through all your fuel way too quickly. Maybe we just need it to be mobile so it looks like we left. I don't really see us happening upon a Vespane refinery that we can hook this up to. Uh, that is a prohibitive amount of fuel. Right. You might be able to find a Vespane geyser. We have sensors. We could do a sensor sweep, see what's there. Do you risk getting spotted? This is outside my awareness of things that exist. Tell me about Vespane geysers. These are very often naturally occurring geysers, wherein Vespane is constantly leaking out where one typically puts a extractor or refinery in some process. Uh, most colonized worlds have these, that's why they were colonized, because that makes them particularly valuable. So even in a world that's been like heavily industrialized, like Core Hall, here and there you will still find Spain geysers. Normally like you build the refinery in place, and that requires a certain amount of resources, but maybe some scrappy party can figure something out. All right, is that just perception to operate the sensors to look for that? Yes, there will be black dice because you're trying to do it in quick bursts so as not to be easily found. Is there black dice because we have to do it from the ground? That too. Or you can use survival to like literally go out and just look for a geyser like this. Well, right now I'm here babysitting escaped felons. Right. Why don't you give me a three purple perception check with two blacks? One for the quick on-off and one for the bad positioning of your science vessel. All right. Lily's not even here to stand next to me. 
Nope. Nope. Failure, failure, failure. Uh, you just, it's impossible to collect enough data uh, to tell this way, you think? Yep. All right. When Lily gets back with her giant lobster bisque, I will share my conclusions. You can share those. Uh, Madame Rosé is enjoying the lobster bisque. That is quite excellent, I do say. That's magnificent. I haven't had grilled scanted in a while. Now, we're hunkering down here, and I appreciate that. Do, do we all have a plan for getting out of here? Is, is help on the way? Help is not on the way at this very moment. Your prison break was not supposed to happen today. Well, you know, I, I appreciate getting work done ahead of schedule. But we need to all lay out on the table what particular fields of study you know about that could be of use here. For example, we need a lot of power if we're going to be able to fool orbital sensors. Anybody here have any experience in Vespine mining or survey work that maybe could help us determine if there's some sort of Vespine geyser around here? Right. Maybe one that wasn't big enough or impressive enough for someone to actually process, but that we can work something out from. I wasn't able to find anything with our sensors, but if anybody here is a meteorologist or whatever, or knows what to look for in the landscape. Well, I've done some mining a bit of my time. Madame Rosé, of course, in Jax. Uh, yeah, your sensors on a science vessel probably wouldn't do it unless you were already close enough. At which point, well, might as well just walk there, right? I don't know about setting up a refinery uh, without having other... Like, normally you'd get an SCV, you'd have a batch of basic construction materials... You could do it quickly, but... Well, we have a partially functional SCV. Oh, you do? Well, we might be in business then. I also have a Imogen stun rifle that I am willing to sacrifice for the good of whatever. It has advanced technological components. All right, all right. This just might be crazy enough to work. We just need some Vespane. We need to get enough basic materials together... Well, first one, we got to find a Vespane geyser. And I have an oil rag, alligator clips, <laughs> clamps. We're going to need some clamps for sure. <laughs> Duct tape and a flashlight. And when Lily gets back, she can pull out her pink ribbon and all her beer. Yeah. And you're like a snow globe, I think you got. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have like pins and... Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a lot of Cerberus pins. Yeah, and I think some other Confederate pins or something from the Explorer Corps. Yeah, I mean, that's likely. Yeah, if we could find a geyser, get enough materials to make it an infield refinery, then yeah, we should be able to get ready source of Vespane fuel. I mean, this planet's been through war a number of times. Are, are there likely to be ruins out here? <sighs> it's a possibility. I don't know this particular area myself. If you did find something like that, that'd be very, that would be the, the raw materials we need. be highly unlikely to find fuel directly in the amount that we're going to need anyway. We need a continuous stream. But it could be materials that we would need to, well, one, it could be a place to hide, but... That too. Uh, but yeah, there definitely could be. Now, if we get enough materials, we might be able to get something a little more regular going. It's a lot of abandoned Vespane geysers, not much left in them, but be enough for our purposes. But not worth setting up an operation for. Willie, did you see anything promising when you were out hunting your scanted? Did I see anything promising? Uh, you weren't looking for Vespane geysers? Any puffs of green or purple on the horizon? Tell you what, I think I like a retroactive vigilance check. Two purples and two blacks, because, like, that's not what you were looking for. Yeah. 
I was looking for food. I can go back out, though. One advantage and three failures. You don't recall specifically? You did think there was maybe more scanteds over the way where you got this one? This one was a little out of the way, but that area was like a little hillier, which is maybe more commonly a Vespain geyser. So I'm like, I guess maybe if we could get a group of scantids and hook the ship to them, then we could just drag it along. <laughs> like a scanted sleigh? Yeah. I thought y'all said you had a uh, vulture bike. Couldn't you just pull it with that? Uh, we drained the power on that cloak in the ship long enough to get here. Right, right. Well, that's, that's a bit of a pickle then. I was thinking of not looking like a science vessel. Don't looking, know what that would look like. like that like a deranged sleigh. Thereabouts. All right. That's good thinking, Lily. Let's keep workshopping this idea. <laughs> yeah, but if all you need is fuel, that's one way to try doing it. Do you want me to go back out? Look for something? I mean, that's our only option if the sensors couldn't find anything, so it's going to have to be eyes. All right, she gets up. <laughs> Sally uh, accompanies you still. Uh, Lady Belvedere is uh, far too tired to go out again. Madam Rosie, why don't you go with them, since you seem to know a thing or two about this? Ah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. Uh, all right, so Lily, you're going back out. Me and Sally and random noblewoman? Person with a Confederate accent who seems to know a bit about mining. Okay. Uh, give me a stealth check first. Two purples, because you know to be careful. One success, four advantages, and a triumph. And a triumph. I'm so quiet, nobody can tell where I went. Okay. With that successful stealth check and triumph, uh, you do hear a Dominion uh, ground patrol. Okay. Uh, in the area, sort of near where the Scantids uh, were. And there's like a Marine and a couple troopers. They're like looking around like, man, I can't see anything. Uh, the Marine takes a couple pot shots at some Scantids nearby. These Scantids go nuts, which is counter to your typical understanding of Scantids. Rather than like running away, they charge this Marine and the troopers. Annihilate it. It's like a group of Scantids. Oh, do they eat troopers? Is that what they uh, eat? Not normally, no. In fact, they, you don't see them eat them. They, oh. But they like get up there. They have big claws like scorpions. They don't have stinging tails, though. Uh, but yeah, they rush them. And like the troopers seem really surprised. Oh, we got a finch. Nice. <laughs> the finches are rushing them, too? <laughs> yeah, that too. There's a really, really yellow belly. Uh, but yes, you are totally hidden, and you see that. Okay. Are the Scantids winning that fight? Oh, yeah, handle it. They... That fight's over in a moment. Did the Marine have power armor? The Marine did have power armor, yes. That's practically an SCV right there. That's close. I mean, it's cut into many pieces right now. Right, but it could have some of the parts that our SCV needs. That is very, very true. They were just on foot, or they came in on a vehicle? Yeah, they were just on foot, walking around. Uh, it's a pretty rocky terrain. Mm -hmm. Dragging a vehicle around would be a bit difficult. Like, doable, but you'd have to be careful. Okay, so then maybe I want to try to recover the power thing if it's still intact. Wait, how many were there? Uh, just the one Marine and the three, like, troopers who don't have serious equipment. Then I guess my other question is, what are the Scantids protecting? That's a good question. Should I make, like, a check to check? Make a perception check of two purples. Hi, on Terezine. <laughs> Did you use the four advantages, or could I use those? I have not. You can certainly get yourself two blue dice and still have one left over. Okay. If you need some strain or something. Yeah, I'll take the strain back. Three successes and three advantages. Yes. 
just over the ridge from where those troopers were. That's where the scantids retreat and you kind of peer up a little bit. You do see telltale green puffs of smoke uh, rising out of the ground there. There's like a little rocky outcropping. Okay. And it comes out there. And you see the scantids. Yeah, they're all over that Vespang. Oh, interesting. Uh, which you can make a, uh, let's say, two purple survival check. Oh, and then I had those three advantages. Can I just get a blue die for Yeah, them? you can keep rolling those forward. Okay. One success and one advantage. Okay, that is enough to know that this is not normal scanted behavior. You think maybe, like, they're living in the vicinity of this Vespane has made them extremely territorial of it. Okay. Or aggressive or something like that. Yeah, or more aggressive. Farm. They're not the docile beasts that you that you were able to hunt down. They're drunk right. with power. And how many do I see? You can spot four of them. And they clearly got the jump on, like, the Marine was not expecting them to come back. So, like, he shot at them and, like, turned around and, like, well, what the hell are we going to do? And they mobbed him. Okay. What I'm seeing is a, a power source with some animal guards. Yes. If we do it right, maybe we don't shoot them. Yeah, if you could find a way to rig it up without... Like, if we did something that, like, set a burst of it going off on the side, that they, like, would be interested in hanging out by that. Essentially, like, if, if we do something to liberate more Vespine from the area, that might give them something to have their attention on, and we can divert some to ourselves. It's a possibility. Maybe that's something I can ask. What's her name? Does she have any ideas about that? And you ask your name, she's like, oh, I'm uh, Madame Rosé. Yes, ma'am. Which triggers no recognition in Lily, so that's probably fine. So is that... <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't. Is there a way to open it up more? If we had some some more high-powered explosives, maybe, yeah. I don't know if you can salvage something from that poor fella's suit. He'd blown it up instead of using it as power, but... Well, what were the troopers equipped with? Like, do they carry grenades or anything? Anybody got D8 on themselves? No, they definitely do not. The troopers are, like, low-level soldiers. What about the Marine? What if, what if a story point was... A story point... Might get you a fancy grenade item, yes. One that okay. Lily could build instead of being blown up by? Yes, yes. Okay, well, as soon as she says high-powered explosives, then I'm just going to go over there. And like, yeah, this suit is cut in two. It's not going to work again anytime soon. Okay. Uh, this guy, all these troopers are in this marine are dead. Uh, they do have some basic weaponry, so there's that. Are they all male? Yes. I mean, you check. I mean, I look at their faces... I want to lift their IDs. Oh, that's a good idea. Because we could use some. <laughs> we have a whole lot of people that could use some new IDs. You do. You do have a whole lot of people. And no, I don't know that anybody knows that these guys are dead. No, they were killed almost immediately. Like they were not able to even call in a problem. Oh, oh, but is there any functioning comms? I'm using a story point. There are not. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story point system. Anytime I need something to happen, I have a justification. Well, I guess we'll see what I have to roll for this, because I don't know if the Scantids are still around. Uh, the Scantids are keeping their distance. I mean, they're hanging out right near the geyser. Okay, so yeah, I want to dispose of the bodies in a way that they can never be found and take their IDs and... Okay, so... Dog tags or whatever. I get just totally distracted with recovering IDs. Yeah, I hear you. You get the grenade. Like, you spot, like, oh, that guy's got a grenade. That's what we're going to need. Yeah. You find that. That's one thing. And that lures you over to the bodies. Then give me a two purple perception check 
see what all you can recover, what all you find that's interesting. One advantage. Uh, it seems that, like, the troopers, they were not carrying their, like, wallets on them because they were being deployed. Okay. Uh, the Marine does have, like, some basic identity, you know, Corporal Jones. Uh, you have one advantage. Yeah. Most of the weapons actually got ripped up by the Scantids as well, just how it happened. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to defend themselves with them. Uh, but you recover another pistol off one of the guys. Okay. I mean, that might work. Corporal Jones's ID might work for somebody. Yeah. Uh, Corporal Jones being like a six foot three large black man. Well, with a hologram emitter. <laughs> Solve all our problems. Yeah. That's how Malorn solves his. That's true. It's true. So when I'm done desecrating the bodies. Yeah. And you can like haul them in. I don't know. As close as you got is like a ravine. Yeah. But like you don't have a shovel and you don't want to spend all that time digging. Plus like, I don't know. Imogen might want to look at this marine suit and see what can be scavenged or. Right. Uh, Madame Rosé says, uh, we might be able to get his uh, fusion reactor out of here. This might be useful to us. Okay, you work on that. And I'm going to take the grenade and head over to the Vespine tank. Uh, do be careful. Those things are very dangerous. The the scantids like this. And the grenades. I don't know what she's talking about exactly, but I'm going to get closer than you probably should. Yeah, uh, Sally goes with you. Uh, how do you want to approach these scantids? They're... Like, you can tell they're very territorial of anything that gets close to this uh, refinery. Stealthily. Okay. I'll give Sally a big smile. I'm glad to see her. <sighs> Some things never change, huh? Nope. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> okay, so I make a stealth check, just regular two purple. Uh, if that's how you want to, if you want to approach and avoid the visibility of the scantids, is what you're saying? Yeah, I didn't have any other ideas. Okay. This is going to be a red, a purple, and a black, because you're directly approaching their territory, and they're vigilant right now. Sally can give you a blue, though. <laughs> I could shoot at them and just run like heck. That's a possibility, too. Like, somebody shoots, attracts the scantids, another person comes in, like, tosses the grenade in. Well, because there's two of us. All right. I hand Sally the grenade, I'll be like, you do the grenade. Give me a leadership check to convince her that this is a good idea. Oh, it's not a good idea. She's got, like, two purples to set the difficulty. One failure and two threats. You put the grenade in her hand and start, like, lining up the the sights. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Are you sure you're faster than that many scantids? Sure. Remember what just happened to those troopers? Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to end up like that guy. All right. You're probably right. All right. I'm going to sneak up then. Take the grenade. (laughs) Okay. I will cover you. If it looks like it's going poorly, I'll attract their attention. I like how that's her better idea. Well, we might not need to shoot them at all. Okay, so a red, a purple, and a black. A red, a purple, a black. And she is not able to give you a blue eye because she's now just watching your back in case something bad happens. No, that's okay. I'm pretty sure this isn't the best idea either, but it's slightly less reckless than the other thing. It is slightly less reckless. There's a chance you won't be running for your life. All right. Uh, you have two story points available. Nah, I'm just going to roll them. <laughs> One advantage. One advantage. Oh, wait, wait. I might be a natural at something like this. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I'm a natural criminal. Oh, but you're not a criminal. No, no, no. But I'm natural at it. <laughs> okay, three advantages. <laughs> okay, three advantages is enough to... You start to get close. One of the scantids turns, snaps its claws at you, and starts not, like, rushing... 
but very menacingly, it is seeing you, like, they know you're there. You know they know you're there. Maybe you could do some sort of survival type thing. That's true. You know, like, Crocodile Dundee, do your little, like, hand twisty thing at the scanted to be like, we can be friends. And you'll be like, why is there a scanted on the ship? <laughs> I'll be like, this is Eli. <laughs> He's our new friend. He's seven feet long and doesn't fit on the ship, but it's fine. Yeah, what can I do with that? Yeah, survival might help try to get this guy to leave you alone. I could just try to lob the grenade and run. You could just try to lob the grenade. That would be hard, but you could try that as well. I will say this, the survival is going to be two reds. Mm-hmm. Lobbing the grenade is going to be three, three purples and a black. I mean, how cute are these things? They're not very cute. Not particularly cute, like giant scorpions, maybe slightly friendlier looking. Okay. She's action. She's going to try to lob it and run. Okay. If they were cute, that might be a different story. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me find a picture. These are an actual StarCraft thing. So, Is there like a plush one that you can show us? Because that's really what got Snowball. I mean, is this one a baby? Uh, this one is not a baby. It is perhaps a juvenile. Uh, also, when I said not that much like a scorpion, apparently I was lying. They actually have two stinging tails. They're twice the scorpion. So uh, there's that. Oh, yes. And they're the result of... Uh, overactive nuclear mutation so you can decide how cute that is yeah you know what she's just gonna throw the thing and run as much fun as it would be to have a scanted following her around or whatever nonsense she can get into with it i think we're just gonna go with that so what is it i'm doing like what skill is that i would say it's technically ranged light but i'm open to other ideas Uh, because really like you're hurling this much further than you normally should be able to but you're taking your time to like Do a big wind-up and fling. Like, I don't know if you want to try to argue that this is really athletics. I think range light is the appropriate skill. Yeah, I I, I think it's range light. All right, well, we'll just see what I do. And again, you have two story points. You know what? Maybe I'll use one in a flashback. Is it too early to do a flashback? I'm not used to it being daylight when we play. Oh, that's right. Welcome to our time zone. That's your rule? Like, it's got to be dark before you can flashback? Your very first flashback that you ever had was a throwing a grenade. Was it? Yes, it was, actually. Excellent. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) You have the same flashback again, and it's, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Except for now, you remember Sally was there. Yeah. This was when Antigua was revolting against the Confederacy. Yep. I'm not really clear on how Lily's timeline is all laid out. Yep, neither am I. (laughs) Okay, you are having a flashback. Would you like to set the setting, the era? Yeah, actually, maybe let's do something a little bit different. Maybe it's not battle, maybe it's mischief, and maybe it's not a hand grenade, maybe it's firecrackers or stink bomb. Oh, okay, I like that. And maybe it has to do with criminal activities. I like that. Or like pranking. Back in, your, back in your vulture bike stealing days, when you were like just a troubled teenager? Yeah, so maybe we're trying to do it as a diversion to break in and steal something, or maybe we're just... Sport teenagers. Yeah, being reckless. Okay, I like that idea. You are definitely just a bored youth hanging out with some friends. Because this seems more like mischief than battle. Yeah, one of you gets access to a stink bomb. Nobody knows how or where. Uh Uh-huh. And there's some hoity-toity, you know, Confederate important person uh, that lives, like, up on a hill. Like, it's like, all right, but they live too far. Like, they got this big, like, walled compound, so you can't just walk in. and It takes a long, long hurl. Somebody else tries, like, with just a rock. Doesn't work out so well, they get caught and busted real quick. 
Uh, but you and your other friends, you stay in quiet. You're like, okay, you have one shot to make this work. Land a stink bomb. Ideally, through the window into their manor house. Yeah. You go and you throw the stink bomb. It's like a perfect spiral going through. Uh, and I won't say whether it makes it or not, but as the camera pulls back, uh, you can see that it says uh, a Belvedere Estate. <laughs> it's all circling back. If only I wasn't unremarkable. Indeed. Somebody might remember me in town. <laughs> okay, yeah, so maybe she makes like kind of a running leap at it or something. Okay. Three successes. No threats even. Okay. You like back up a little bit. The Scanted is still kind of right there. Run up. Uh, the Scanted is like kind of surprised at this. And you know what? Uh, the Scanted is right where you need to be. So you just leap and leap off of the Scanted. Uh, and it was very surprised. It doesn't get any good chomps, uh, clamps in on you. Uh, fling this grenade over, well, there's no fence, so you can't fling it over the fence, unfortunately. Uh, but you fling it over the hill, and it lands into, uh, sort of the precarious part of the Vespain, uh, geyser. You wait a few precious seconds. Is it a dud? Was it, did I forget the primate? No, I sure, and then, boom! I forgot we were trying to be quiet. <laughs> well, there is that part. Too late now. Yeah. Boom goes off. Scantids, like, lose their minds. They're scrambling around everywhere, but you did release a large amount of Espain, like, at a slightly further off spot. So you have succeeded in doing that. You still do have to be a little bit careful. Scantids are pretty territorial still. Yeah. But they're less likely to come bother you if you're just going for the main artery. Now there's two factions of Scantids. Yeah. <laughs> and the politics are insane. The Scantid Civil War. Uh, Sally's still got you covered. She hasn't needed to take a shot. All right. Well, then Sally and I go back. Uh, Madame Rosé has the... She's like, well, I was able to pull out this fusion reactor if one of y'all could carry it. It's a little bit too heavy for me. It's like the big fusion core thing that powers the marine suit. Is it too heavy for us? You or Sally could probably carry it. Then I'll grab it. I don't know if I'm stronger than Sally. For some reason, I picture that I'm bigger than her. Well, you've been eating well, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. And you start plotting your way back to base. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.